Hi, welcome to Kinsider. I'm your host, Chris Peterson. Today, we're diving into AR and VR, augmented reality and virtual reality. Two things that you've probably heard about, maybe you've played Pokemon Go or heard all of the buzz about virtual reality, but where's the technology really heading? We'll chat with Lion Tree's Christian Montgomery in a moment. But first, we've all seen companies like Zoom and Mirror, Peloton and others rise during the pandemic. A common theme we've reminded ourselves and clients during all of this is that more than half of today's Fortune 500 companies were founded during recession or bear stock market. Last week, Fast Company wrote about one, a story we highlighted in our newsletter, Take a Break with Kindred Media. The story was about Lawrence Llewellyn and his invention in 1908, the health cup. That's with a K. Back then, cups were all made of glass or metal, but Lawrence created one made of paper that could be thrown away. The health cup didn't really disrupt the market and had, at best, moderate success for the first decade. But all of that changed in 1918. Yes, when the Spanish flu hit. Lawrence's new invention, the health cup, which he invented to help stop the spread of disease, became a life-saving technology. Those aren't my words. That's what Smithsonian Magazine called it in 2012. And just like Zoom, Slack, House Party, or any other company you've heard about thriving during COVID-19, the health cup thrived during and after the Spanish flu. So just like half of the companies on the Fortune 500, a crisis can be a time to build something new and thrive. As our CEO, Arya Borkoff, has said many times, you need to make yourself essential during this pandemic and move forward to extraordinary. And if you're still wondering why you have never heard of the Health Cup, a life-saving technology, no less, that's because they rebranded to Dixie Cup in 1919. They made themselves essential. Now we're going to dive into AR and VR. With me is Lion Tree's Christian Montgomery. Thanks for being here. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. Let's start with the basics. Explain what AR and VR are. Yeah, so the way I think about AR is augmented reality is a simple combination of the real and virtual worlds. Given a real subject captured on a video or camera, the technology augments that onto a real-world image. In contrast, virtual reality is an artificial environment created with software and self-contained. And it's presented to the user in a way that suspends disbelief so that the user accepts it as a real environment. It seems like we've heard a lot about VR over the years, a lot of acquisitions and big hopes, but where does it even stand today? Yeah, so VR has went through a few different hype cycles. And when Facebook purchased Oculus, that kind of set off a wave of acquisitions and consumer interest in the space. Currently, there is a variety of VR products on the market. Many people are familiar with the Oculus Quest, the Rift, the HTC Vive, PlayStation VR, and others. However, it still remains a relatively niche product. AR seems to be more commonplace. You can now view some items before buying online, like furniture in your room or trying on eyeglasses with AR, gaming, of course, with Pokemon Go. Is AR now more popular than VR? And if so, why? It seems that it may be, Chris, as you referred to pretty popular applications like Pokemon Go, Snapchat, and consumer companies doing product demos. It's really exposed a mass market to AR, whereas VR, I'm not sure if it's still a stigma on the gaming side. I think consumers have just had less of an experience to enjoy the benefits of VR, whereas AR is more approachable as it just requires a cell phone versus wearing a headset. Got it. So AR is something that literally anyone with a smartphone can experience today. VR, I actually have to go purchase something or go somewhere that has hardware, right? Yeah, exactly. It has higher barriers to adoption, and it also requires you, quote-unquote, leaving the real world, whereas AR, since it's overlaid onto the real world, 
it's just an easier transition for consumers to make. That's an important point, I think. AR integrates into our real world today. VR, you're escaping real world. Is that right? Exactly. That's a great way to put it. So obviously, the hardware and the barrier to entry for VR is probably something holding it back. Is there any other technologies or lack of technologies holding it back right now? Definitely. I think 5G connectivity is a big one. So that's just beginning to be rolled out. But that will offer lower latency and much more realistic experiences. Additionally, I think you know, quality increases, which is enabled by the hardware side and also content created to take advantage of that improved hardware, that allows greater suspension of disbelief. Early on, you can think of it like when Pong was the first video game, it wasn't that impressive visually, but nowadays we have very realistic video games. So I think a similar evolution will take place as technology develops. How real is VR right now for someone that's never tried it? I think the latest products such as the Oculus Quest and, and others have really hit the sweet spot on the quality price matrix. So at an affordable consumer price point, they're quite realistic, but I think it's still pretty clear that you're not in the real world. That said, with the pace of technological change, I think it might be five-year time frame or so until that approaches much more realistic quality experiences. Google now has a pretty cool feature where you can search for a lion and view it in your room, a life-size lion. My four-year-old daughter loves doing this. You could tell it's not real, but it's pretty good. Is there any other really cool applications that you've seen of AR in the real world that you think are just sort of the early stages and we're going to grow and become more commonplace? Yeah, definitely. One company, Upskill, develops enterprise software for AR devices in industrial settings. That's unlocking a whole new wave of potentially vertical software applications and companies to interact in every facet of the manufacturing process. That's a really interesting one. And I think on the consumer side, it's pretty clear to, to customers the potential through games like Pokemon Go. But I, I think there's some interesting ones in development that we'll see rolled out in the next few years as well. Got it. So what do you think the outlook is for these technologies? And why are you paying attention to this sector? While this sector has become more popular over time, I think it's still relatively underappreciated. Although market size projections are quite high. So mixed reality, which is the combination of VR and AR, is projected to be a $200 billion plus market by 2022. Some of the largest tech giants, that includes Apple, Facebook, Snap, and Google on the consumer side, and magically Google, Microsoft, and Enterprise side, are shifting their next form factor products towards an AR slash VR hybrid product. And we think that if we see this developed in the next two, three years, this could lead to cascading effects and potentially the proliferation of many new businesses targeting large markets. This all sounds great, but for the average person out there, how will these technologies even influence their day-to-day -day life in five years? Consumers should be prepared to not only see applications and companies emerging in gaming and content, which I think is more expected, but also I think potentially travel, communication, social media, and e-commerce, dating. I think all these subsectors may evolve to have a augmented reality or virtual reality major player in the space. Just as we saw the same evolution from internet companies to mobile, some of the internet companies in the early 2000s did adapt to have a quite robust mobile presence, but also many new companies emerged to fill that void. So I, I think we'll see a similar evolution over the next five years on the consumer side. Nice. So any bold predictions for the space? Definitely. I think this is a quite bold case prediction, but there remains the possibility that the total market size of, of AR, VR giants over the next five, 10 years approaches the size of the mobile internet giants over the past 10, 20 years in market cap, which is quite large. If this is truly the next consumer form factor and pervades our lives, 
that could be a possibility. I think that's something that is quite underappreciated at the current moment. And speaking of the current moment, being in lockdown, AR and VR sound like they could be pretty useful to a lot of people. Definitely. I think COVID's shown us a few things. That includes the need for human connection is really strong, that humans were quite adaptable in the face of vast change. Additionally, with all the economic and social turmoil, creativity is looking for an outlet. The most innovative creatives are already looking at this next new medium to express themselves. And I think that that's something that we should definitely keep an eye on because it's a really interesting development. Absolutely. With the COVID-19 pandemic, how has that changed R&D, any funding or any excitement into the space? Are we seeing an influx into this or is it still too early to tell? I think we've seen a few interesting developments. On one hand, Apple's production line has been slowed because of the pandemic effects in China. Although recent reports from the information indicate that Apple's development on AR and VR products to be released in 2022 and 2023 has not been slowed by the pandemic, which I think is quite interesting. It means that they're prioritizing that development even ahead of the next generation of iPhone. Additionally, there's been some interesting moves lately in the space. So Peggy Johnson recently was hired as a CEO of Magic Leap. She was a Microsoft executive that had helped develop M3 Ventures at Microsoft. Um, so I think that's really interesting, new leadership there. And then on the uptake side, consumers understand virtual experiences better. And so that has led to increased sales for some of the mainline products, such as the Oculus Quest, which had actually sold out for much of the pandemic from physical stores and online retailers. Although I do think it hasn't been quite the same lift that something like a Zoom has had or technologies that are more easily digestible to the vast market. But I do think the trends are heading in the right direction from COVID. Got it. Christian, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Chris. This was great. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps. Thanks for listening.